Welcome back to another episode of the PH Journals podcast. I've been away for some time and yes, of course, it has been extremely frustrating for my part, especially promising you guys right at the start of the season that we will be doing more podcasts like this. Um, but exciting things on the horizon. I'm going to try and share with you guys a little bit of my journey in the past couple of months, uh, especially this last month in July. It hasn't been the easiest uh, for myself. Um, but one that I'm, I'm very, very proud of, of how far I've come and stuff. So I'll share more of that w uh, with you guys along the way. Uh, really excited uh, to share some new sponsorships that have come on board, uh, not full-time, but as far as the podcast is concerned. Guys, for myself, it's been an absolute pleasure. I just want to get, uh, take this moment to thank everybody uh, that has supported me on my YouTube journey because... As of today, we've hit just over 450,000 downloads, which is absolutely incredible milestone for me. I never thought I would get to that point so quickly in my career. Uh, but yeah, we yeah, and I just want to give a massive, massive, massive shout out. I will be announcing the winner um, of, of the hunting knife that we were giving away on the last podcast. I was going to do it on this one, but I just think it will be only fair if we do it maybe on a YouTube short um, so that I can post it across the board as well as so that guys can see it um, and I'll try and get in contact with the winners uh, from there. So once again, to everybody that did enter that competition, thank you so much. You guys are the big reason why we've come so far as far as our channel is concerned. Well, without our sponsors, this would not be possible. So I just got to give a big shout out to Utunda Safaris. A massive thank you to the team at Utunda Safaris. They've just opened up a couple of new concessions in Botswana. They partnered with a couple of guys up there. There are still elephant and leopard tags avail available for 2022, but keep your eyes peeled, especially on the Instagram and Facebook page, for the latest deals coming in for 2023. So if you guys are interested in heading up to the Botswana border or across the border, um, get in contact with the Tundra Safaris. They're running a couple of great specials at the moment um, and custom make your package to the way you want it. Um, I've just finished a hunt with them and it was an absolutely incredible journey. Uh, we tried to do a podcast, but we just traveled so much. Um, my good old friend, old Pat Dugan, came out and we had an incredible time with the, with the guys down from Utando. They're based out of the Eastern Cape. They've got thousands and thousands and thousands of hectares to hunt out of there um, and some of the best hunting conditions that you would ever come across. Uh, we've as far as conservation is concerned, that's why I partnered so strongly with them was because conservation was right at the top of their, their priority list as well as experience. And that's something I've come to admire about a hunting company. So if you guys are interested in booking a safari, remember, head along to Utando Safaris. That's www.utandosafaris.com as well as their Facebook pages and Instagram pages. Get in contact with them and see how you can custom make your ideal safari for the next season. Well, with that also being said, just once again from my, my very own e-commerce store, PH Toolbox, um, the PH program is up and running. Uh, 
There have been a couple of entrants really changing the game forever in the South African uh, hunting industry or outdoor industry. So if you are an outdoor enthusiast, you don't have to be a professional hunter. If you love taking photographs or whatever and you find that the PH Toolbox gear can help you along the way, we'll enter the program and let's see how far we can get for you guys. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so we're running the PH program. We're going to be giving away up to 10,000 rands worth of goodies to the people that make it through uh, to the final stage of the PH program, as well as a, a final giveaway uh, can win themselves a Vortex rifle scope, which is very, very exciting. We've never done this before. We're three years into the program, and uh, I think this is the best year yet. So stay tuned. Head along to Instagram. Head along to the Facebook page or www.phtoolbox.co.za to find out more. Well, guys, that's it. Um, we're heading in. One of the topics I'm extremely excited about, please... While I'm here, just excuse, excuse, there's still no uh, fancy podcast studio yet, but there is a bit of a work in progress, that's all I can tell you guys for now, uh, so you might see me reaching over, tapping, and just trying to keep things uh, up and going until we we uh, get that beautiful studio of ours, ours going, um, so yeah, just excuse a little bit of the background, I'll try and do a bit of cut, uh, cut images if you're listening to this on YouTube. Uh, remember, if you are listening to this on YouTube, I'd appreciate the subscribe and the notification button. And if you did enjoy this episode, drop a thumbs up. We would greatly appreciate it. One of the topics I've been extremely passionate about, and you guys, if you follow me on my, on my social media journey, would understand that I speak a lot about it, and that's conservation. Conservation plays one of the most important role, if not the most important role, in our industry um, across the African continent, and I'm sure in most wildlife industries across the world. Um, the big importance of conservation is keeping it in mind. And what I mean by that is that understanding conservation is one of the most important things because that will only better you as a hunter and better the industry as hunters. And... It's something I've indulged in for the last couple of years and really try to get myself around conservation and understanding it to the best of my ability. I'm at a point now where I feel that I have some sort of great knowledge on it um, because I have studied it thoroughly and I feel confident to share a lot of the stats, the figures and my personal opinion. Please guys, remember this will be my personal opinion on conservation in South Africa, I'm, I'll be touching on South Africa specifically because that's where I'm based out of. We will get into the North African countries a little bit later on in the season or a little bit later on next year or so. Um, but I'm, I'm partly speaking from a South African conservation point of view. It probably relays to a lot of the North African countries as well, um, but focusing more on the South African. So it's just more what I've seen, what I understand, what I've come to do, a little bit of research on what I've studied on. And um, let's take it forward. To get into the whole program and to, to understand really what it means to be a conservation, I just hit the Google button. What does conservation mean? And I, I found on Google, I didn't click on any links or anything. It came up with the most perfect description of it yet. Um, preservation, protection, or restoration of natural environment and of wildlife. Now, why is that so important to understand that? Because natural environment means ecosystems, trees, rivers, vegetation, um, all the nitty-gritties that we don't often uh, relate to as far as conservation efforts are concerned. We tend to overlook that and focus more on the wildlife. 
I'll get into that a little bit later. Obviously, <clears throat> being a professional hunter and a hunter, um, I'll obviously look at more towards the hunting side of things. How does that uh, preserve, conserve, and protect um, the wildlife as much, uh, more, a lot more than what the environment, or, uh, not the environment, sorry, the, the vegetation, the trees, and that sort of stuff does. Does it play a role? 100%. Do I need to understand a little bit more before I dive into that topic with you guys? I really, really do because I haven't touched on any of the tree species or vegetation. I do know there are a couple of um, sanctuaries where you can't touch as far as land encroachment is concerned. But we'll get into that as we go on through this podcast. And hopefully I'm going to be doing a two-part series on this one specifically. The first part I'll be talking um, about land encroachment, why that is in, why is that often misperceived as far as conservation is concerned and then the second part will be about what does the actual value of the meat the animal the heart bring to the industry because i'm sick and tired of people abusing the same old same old well the meat goes to the village we need to dive into the truth about that especially in the south african industry and i'm, I'm really looking forward to that so um, stay tuned for part two this will be part one I'll try and keep it as short and sweet to the point as possible because I know um, throwing a lot of figures and statistics out there it tends to get a little bit lost, especially when you're listening. Your brain needs to process these sort of things. So it does take a bit of time, <clears throat> but I'm going to try my best. So bear with me. Well, let's start off with the basic concept. How many game farms are out there? And the reason why I'm asking this question is because we're going to get into the statistics now on why this is an important one. Well, in 1991, and please guys, I'm referring this to Stats SA um, as I speak now. Uh, I will try and reference as many of my reference points as possible. If not, I'll try and put them in the description below so that you guys can go back and if you want to do cross-reference on me, you're more than welcome to. So in 1991, there were just 3,500 game farms. That doesn't mean that when I say game farms, I mean reserves, photographic safaris, um, hunting concessions, all that sort of stuff. So that that plays a big role in where we go into. So 3,500 game farms in 1991. In 2022, it grew to over 10,000 game farms. That's 10,000 game farms. That's 6,500 game farms more than what they were in 1991. And although that doesn't sound like a lot, if you put it into acreage, if you put it into hectares, you'll understand that that's, a, that's as far as land capacity is gone, that's not a lot that is grown by. And what I mean by this is that obviously <clears throat> um, the average farm is estimated between two and 3,000 hectares which means that we're only growing um, and, and showing the growth, the overall growth of land for game farmers is only between 500 and 600 hectares. So that's not a lot of growth as far as land um, conservation is concerned. And what I mean by that, not looking after a lot more than what game farmers there are out there. I'm trying to, trying to simplify this as best as possible, but I run through it in my head and I'm like, Ah, what am I trying to say? So I'm trying to say, if I can draw a picture, is that from 3,500 game farmers to 10,000 game farmers in 2022, there has only been a growth of 
100,000 hectares of land. So that means only an extra 100,000 hectares has grown um, in a space of, what's that, 1991, that's 20, it's almost 31 years. And that's frustrating because you would think of a growth of over seven or six and a half thousand game farms that it will grow by a staggering number, but it doesn't really. So just keep that in mind. Um, with us saying that, in 1991, there was a mere six and a, six and a half thousand game, uh, sorry, 650 hunters that came out in that, that year specifically. Hunters, I'm talking hunters, not the photographic safari guys. Um, or any or any other incursions of that. In 2022, we estimated at just eight and a half thousand hunters into South Africa every single year, which sounds like a hell of a lot. But if you go back to 2008, one of the worst recorded um, economic uh, recessions ever we were over 16,000 hunters in South Africa that came out into South Africa, which is a massive, it's a massive drop. It's almost 50%. Um, so, and, and that was the worst part of the worst recession. Yes, we've just come out of, um, I remember this, this estimated 8,600 is before COVID. Um, so it's pre-COVID statistics. Most of this will be pre-COVID statistics. And I wanted to do that because it will give you a little bit more accurate where we're sitting with this. Um, so we've dwindled by almost half of the hunters. So what does that mean? Well, it means that game farming and hunting is not seen anymore as a valuable source of income to farmers. So what has taken over from that? Well, you look at agricultural farming, you know, as far as livestock and field crop uh, is concerned. To give you some of the statistics about that alone is to say there's 40,122 agri-farms in South Africa. Of that 40,000, 33% of that is livestock and 21% of that is field crop which means in a total land usage is 46.4 million hectares 114 million um, 114 million acres sorry That is 37% of the total land area in South Africa. Now it's grown. It's grown. Livestock's definitely, field crops definitely, um, as well as, you know, the sunflowers in the, in, the, in the free state area. A lot of this has grown immensely, and it's grown on an average of 1.6% per year. 1.6% per year. So if you look at the total land use, um, of of um, livestock farming is almost I will tell you now is almost 15% usage more than what game farmers are and this means it's growing at a staggering rate 
And the reason why it's growing is because of the value of game. The value of game has dwindled immensely um, since pre-COVID because the fact of the matter is that food, especially with all that's going on, COVID, um, there were obviously, we, we had immense riots in uh, Natal area. There's the Ukraine war. There's a whole lot of different aspects that are playing a massive role into this. Um, so the basic needs for proteins and the basic needs for beef um, and all that sort of stuff is becoming of a hard demand. And we've got to supplement the world. We have to. We have to give proteins out. Um, those of you that know, South Africa is a massive exporter um, of red meat uh, as far as lamb, uh, mutton, beef, pork, all of that's concerned. So, you know, when you're valuing beef more than what game is, it's a crazy statistic. And the second part of this is that game, unfortunately, you can't export the meat. So although the meat in South Africa has a value, it's about 27 Rand. I had the statistics. I'll get into this a little bit more in part two with the meat. Um, it's about three, uh, $1.6 per pound. 27 rand per kilo on average. I'm speaking on average. Um, I know in some parts it's a little bit more, especially when you get down to the more urban areas like Cape Town, Joburg, that sort of stuff. But where we are at the moment, as far as South Africa is concerned, is 27 rand roughly there, thereabouts, 27 rand per kilo to the butcher. Um, and beef, I'm not sure it's fluctuating. It's worse than the stock markets at the moment. But last time I checked, I think it was like 80-something rand or 90-something rand to the butcher per kilo. I could be completely wrong out of that. I did, I'll did. i be 100% honest with you. I checked it some some while ago. I didn't want to get into that, you know, sort of statistics in this episode. Um, but just to give you guys some sort of idea. So that's almost, that's almost four times more than what, not, not even, it's just a little over three times more than what venison is um, and the carrying capacity for cattle is a lot more than what venison well what game is so you're going to need more land naturally so as far as conservation is concerned getting back to the point if you're looking at land as far as a cons conservation point of view because that does play a part what are we taking into consideration do we keep unfortunately do we keep our trophy hunters around as long as possible. Take a story like the black wildebeest. I mean, in the early 1900s, they were almost decimated because they took up too much grazing land. How far are we in South Africa from that point? And it's hard to think in that when, when the stats are so high. I mean, just, just in last year alone, we shot just a little under 28,000 animals from the game industry, just in South Africa. So you kind of think, well, you know, come on, we're not quite there yet. But the value of the total amount of animals has completely dropped. Because in 2008, we shot 15,500 animals. But we made a lot more money on that. And the reason why we made more money is because game was at a higher value. Now cattle and beef are at a higher value, so which means that everybody's uh, shifting their farming interests towards the livestock side of things. And neglecting the game it's not it's not part of their program to keep the black wildebeest anymore you know what actually let's let's get rid of our herd because we need that camp for our winter grazing for our cattle 
And slowly but surely the numbers will start dwindling. We can't keep taking off, you know, 27,000 head of game every single year and expect it to be sustainable. It's not. It's not. But the only way we're going to get to that point again is to value our hunting. So taking away situations like can hunt, well, not can hunting, but lion hunting in South Africa and that sort of stuff. There's a lot of eyebrows that will get raised about it. We can get into in-depth conversation with that. It's a little bit of a tricky one. I don't want to touch too much on that. But value our animals a lot higher to incentivize our farmers to keep the animals around, number one. And number two, to keep enough land for them to sustainably live in an ecosystem that we can maintain and look after. Because unfortunately, where we are in our total... Uh, land capacity in South Africa, we almost at about 55% of our land capacity is monitored and, uh, how can I say, influenced by human control. So we've created these ecosystems. We need to look after them now. And valuing game at a low value is not a great way to start things off. So it gets quite tricky. If I give you the numbers um, such as this, Livestock contributed $750,000, billion rand to the economy last year. And I'm going back to last year because we had our biggest influx of exportation of meat last year. I don't know why, I'm not 100% sure why the reason was. Um, and I'm giving this stat based on 20, 2017 statistics. From the hunting side of things, in 2017, hunting bought 5.4 billion rand, or 341,000 um, dollars, uh, 341 million dollars into the country. That's a lot less than half. And when you start looking at it from that sort of statistic, it's a little bit scary because game is not contributing as much towards what it should be. So the incentive for these farmers to keep these animals, to keep the land, and, and going back to the whole environment side of things, you know, farmers are clearing trees. They, they, they're chopping down acacia bushes, poisoning them um, to open their lands up for more grazing routes for their cattle. Um, I'm not going to get into the whole greenhouse thing, but that's exactly what's happening here. So the encroachment of land for wild animals, for game, is slowly but surely in South Africa dwindling, and it's a worrying fact. And that is conservation, guys. Um, when you look at it, sorry, guys. Um, so when you look at it from that aspect, it is a worrying factor. It really, really is. And I'm not saying let's go out there and make sable three thousand dot well. Five thousand or six, seven, eight thousand dollars is what they used to be. I'm just saying we need to make sure that the people that are making these decisions, as far as banning hunting, banning the importation of trophies, that sort of stuff, they need to understand that they're making a massive impact on the value of animals. And once the value of animals dwindle, the value of livestock, the value of crop, the value of um, those those specific hectares of, of game of of of, um, of grazing areas 
increase because now it's becoming a more sustainable side of the business. And unfortunately, this is all money involved. And I worry that the people making these decisions, you know, as far as, um, for instance, the lion hunting, what is incentivized to a landowner now to keep an animal that eats? I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna just say one to two animals a week. What is the incentive for that? And nothing. Nothing is gonna. There, there's nothing to maintain that. There's no. There's no um, incentive for keeping that animal around. And because the farmer is passionate about animals and he loves animals, but he's also he's got a family. And it's sustained inside of us that we look after our family as best as we possibly can. So what do we do? We make decisions to look after our family. And I'm not blaming any farmers out of this. I really am not. I'm Who I'm really, if anybody, if I had to blame somebody, I'm blaming the people that are making the conservation calls at the top grasp. Sorry, guys, like I said, with the, the studio the way it is, we, we're trying to just manage as much as we possibly can. So that's that's where I am. That's part one of the two-part series as far as conservation is concerned. If you guys have any questions, please don't feel afraid to hit me up. Um, I hope this has made a little bit of sense, and I'm hoping that part two um, I can get it out to you guys as soon as possible and also just... just say my point across because this is a really important part of it and um, conservation understanding conservation and understanding the role you play when you come out here to hunt is so important and um, we appreciate it every single day of the week what is concerning is the people at the top are not aware of these sort of statistics or I don't even think they keep them in mind and I hope going forward for the future that they do. Well, guys, it feels good to be back. I know this is a very, very short podcast, but like I said, you, I try to cram everything in as best as possible so you guys can process this. Um, like I said, if there are any questions, um, please hit me up on any one of the social media platforms. I'll try and answer them as best as I possibly can. This is a massive passion of mine. Once again, thank you to everybody that supported me. Stay tuned. We will be announcing the winner of that hunting now. But for myself, I just want to say thank you. Um, have a wonderful week ahead. And uh, if you are, happy hunting. Stay safe, stay blessed, stay humble. We'll catch up with you guys soon. Cheers.